0: Welcome to Collaboration RA.
1: This podcast is dedicated to our profession, allowing us to share who we are, what we bring to the field of radiology, and how we care for the patients we serve.
0: We look forward to hearing from you. Find us on our website at www.collaborationra.com.
1: We appreciate you listening, and we're glad you're here. Now let's collaborate.
0: Welcome to this episode of Collaboration RA. You got Marceline
2: Forbus and I
0: got Reese Burgoon. Hello. We also have with us James Reeves. James, thanks for joining us from Georgia today.
2: I am glad to be here. Very excited. I've listened to you guys for, I guess, a couple of years now. So I am very honored to be able to be on your uh, podcast today. Awesome.
0: Well, and we're excited to hear about the day that you had because you guys with the Georgia Society of Radiologic Technologists visited the state capitol.
1: A
2: very busy day. It was very active. In fact, I was up to the wee hours of last night going over notes, looking at people from both the House and Senate, seeing if I could recognize the people and You know, we had a couple of people that came through and spoke today. So I wanted to make sure that I had some information on those people. And, you know, it's one of those you want to overprepare a little bit. And so I didn't sleep much last night. So I'm sort of running on fumes right now, but very excited to be here.
0: Yay. Well, thank you. So I'm going to go on ahead, give some of our listeners a little
2: bit of background. So
0: for those of you that do not follow James, he is on LinkedIn. I suggest that you follow him. Very active within the state society and definitely very active legislatively. So to start out his career, James attended the University of South Alabama, receiving both his radiography certification as well as his bachelor's in science human services, completing that in 1997. He holds additional certifications in CT and MRI. James is the former president, vice president, and chairman of the Georgia Society of Radiologic Technologists, which we just mentioned, as GSRT. Currently, James is the GSRT legislative chairman and is working on proper licensing and recognition of medical imaging professionals, including the radiologist assistant. James also has served multiple terms as an ASRT House of Delegate. In 2023, He was honored to win the ASRT's Individual Advocacy Award. Congratulations on that. And James is very active in the legislative efforts to gain state licensure in Georgia, which began with its grassroots efforts in 2017. As they look at progressing state recognition, James has maintained and established working relationships with the ASRT, other state affiliates, and the GRS. From 2020 to 2023, they had Georgia House Bill 1222 and 811 introduced, and currently they have legislation with promulgation and House Bill 434. The most important takeaway that I'm sure James wants you to take with you from this conversation is how Georgia is working for all the technologists and radiologists assistants there in that state. James has been setting up legislative efforts by making appointments with legislators, their staff, and then he invites all the technologists and students to attend and demonstrate unified support. We speak with them today as they just completed their third capital visit, and we wanted an opportunity to learn, one, how we can do it ourselves in the state of Texas, and also to share with other states who may be considering doing this as well, too. On a personal note, we'd also like to take a moment to recognize that not only is he instrumental in his professional life. He is in his personal life as well, too, as he serves as the liturgist for the McDonough United Methodist Church. He is a family man and is dedicated to his children and his wife as they celebrate 29 years of marriage. James, thank you for being
2: with us. Oh, I'm so glad to be here, and I'm glad I'm going to be able to talk about what we're doing in Georgia today.
0: Mm-hmm, me too, because
2: I love that stuff. It, it's my passion. It yeah. really is.
1: Now, that's Quite the introduction. It seems like the more episodes we have, people coming on to say hello and have their own collaboration RA episode, uh, is they're getting quite extensive backgrounds and quite extensive careers. And that's quite an accomplishment. I mean, 29 years of marriage. That's, that's just huge. That's amazing. And
2: actually high school sweethearts on top of that.
1: Excellent. I'm just going to jump straight in. Obviously, you've been in the career path for a while now, but was there a certain point in time that you said, hey, this is something I want to pursue, or is this something I want to get into as far as being more heavily involved on the state side of things? That was it getting into the state society? Did you have a friend, a mentor, a guide, or you just felt the calling to pursue this avenue in your career path?
2: Well, I think that the same with this, this is me falling into the career. I worked as a transporter originally in a hospital. So I had a pretty good background of what was going on in radiology and To be honest, my wife was actually already in the radiography school at the University of South Alabama, but I was pursuing uh, a psychology degree, but I didn't have a passion for it. You know, that's the thing about life. You really need something to be passionate about. One of my professors, uh, when I was a junior, close to my senior year, this was back in 1993. He said, well, what what do you want to do when you graduate, James? And and I said, really? I, I don't know. He said, well, I'll tell you what you're going to do if you stay in this field. You're going to go down and work at charter and you need to get your master's degree. And I think that's what he was sort of setting me up for is to move on and get prepared to go into the master's program. And he said, you can make uh, back then about 30 grand a year, maybe, but you'll work for charter probably. And then he said, now, if you want to make decent money, and I think decent money is 60 and above, you can go get your doctorate and hang your shingle. And it was at that moment. In fact, I left his office and I ran down to the School of Radiography. It was the last day they accepted applications. That was a turning point. I filled out my application. I did a couple of essays for them right on the spot. And uh, a few weeks later, I got accepted into the program. So from that point on, this is something that I love. I have a passion about this field. And so anyway, I moved to Atlanta in the late 1990s, early 2000s. Started work at a couple of different jobs, but then I worked up until a couple of months ago, a place I worked for 21 years. And uh, at this facility, there's a lady named Sharon Kinder, and she was highly involved in the Georgia Society of Radiologic Technologists, and she was also highly involved in the Atlanta Society. We have a local society in Atlanta plus the Georgia Society, and that she kept on. uh, over a couple of years trying to get me involved. And so I started to attend. As I ran in from president to my chairman of the board position, know, you get to go and attend the House of Delegates. And I was struggling at that time, sort of, I knew that I was about to roll off the board. I wanted to stay involved, but what, what was I going to do? You know, really in life, you need something to pursue and something that really lights a fire in you. And I didn't have it at Time. And when I attended the House of Delegates, I met some old people that I knew from Alabama. The people that were actually at that time pursuing licensure very actively, and uh, it was Dale Smith and it was Kathy Cooper. But these are people you know that I knew very well. So when I met them, I was inspired. Diane actually uh, at the time there was somebody that was in the state of Georgia that knew her well. He. Came From Missouri to Georgia so I'd heard about her and I spoke to her and I know that she doesn't remember me back then because I wasn't involved really in anything and to tell you the truth Georgia had not been involved in any licensure efforts in probably 20 to 30 years and so it was an opportunity to actually do something and to be passionate about it. It was inspiring to see that goodness this state over next to us is putting so much effort and time And uh, so I was inspired. I had something that was a fire to take back with me to Georgia and something that I felt like that I could really do and be active in and stay active in the organization. So when I came back in and I was the chairman of the board, I also took over the uh, legislative chair position for our society. From that point on, it was late 2017, I guess. And we were on a couple of phone calls with Christine Long. And she helped us put together a new bill for the state of Georgia. And after that, I met with her and would do biweekly phone calls with ARRT and Eric Greer. They said, we need to contact the GRS in the state of Georgia, which is Georgia Radiology Society, and uh, we need to get them behind our bill. And that's what I did. I made appointments at that time. It was Dr. Newell who was over the GRS in the state of Georgia. And I met with her several times. In fact, uh, their lobbyist is now our lobbyist also. After a couple of meetings, direct face-to-face meetings, they told us, we can't support you unless we have the uh, Medical Association of Georgia on board. I started a campaign of calling the Medical Association of Georgia probably over a four-month period all the time. And after the four months, finally, I had a breakthrough their legal counsel called me up and said, you know, send us your bill, just stop calling us and we'll take a look at it. They took a look at my bill. A month later, their legal counsel called me back and said, you know what? We don't see anything that causes concern with this. We're going to leave this to the uh, GRS's lead." I started calling other societies, like uh, I would uh, get in touch with the podiatrist and the chiropractic uh, societies. I wanted to find out, how they would support our bill. And it was at that time, actually, that Eric Greer from the ART said, we're going to work with Georgia and we're going to get a lobbyist. And it took them from about then until late October, when they got an agreement with the same lobbyists that actually worked with GRS. We put together a bill and our first bill came to the floor for 2020 and COVID hits and everything shuts down. So our first bill was completely a no-go because nothing happened that year. They shut everything down. And so we started all over sort of in 2021 and we were able to go before the Georgia Occupational Regulatory Review Committee. We met with them over a couple of months, but we're not big on licensure for a new bill. He said, you have already rules, the rules are bad, but he said, please, why don't you go through and try to change those rules first and then we'll do a bill. And so at that time, we had a passing ship in the night. We had our bill 434, which came out, which was the RA bill. And we moved our efforts more to trying to promulgate rules, which is change rules through the Department of Community Health, which is radiographers and the Department of Natural Resources, which contained all the information with radiation therapists and nuclear medicine technologists. And that's what we did. We put together rule changes. Now, we wouldn't have a board and it wouldn't be an actual licensure, but it would require limited licensure for people to perform in the state of Georgia and for a licensure if they do radiation therapy or nuclear medicine in the state of Georgia. So we felt like we could see if this would work for us right now. It's better than what we have. So we're well on our way, hopefully, to changing those rules right now. Then we have a very good bill with 434 active right now in the Senate in the state of Georgia. Now, going back to 434, we were actually trying to promulgate the rules with the RAs in the state of Georgia. The Medical Composite Board actually stopped them and said, no, you need some type of licensure like other mid-levels do in the state of Georgia. And so that's where we are right now. We have promulgation right now going on in uh, the Department of Natural Resources and the Department of Community Health. And we have an actual bill that's in the Senate moving forward uh, right now positively. So I think that our hard work is, uh, is starting to hopefully pay off in the state of Georgia.
0: So you guys are actually promulgating the rules for the RT in the area, meaning that you guys are going and looking at the rules, but there is going to be licensure for radiation therapy, nuclear medicine, and limited radiologic technologists. And then you guys have 434, which is an RA licensure bill, which they tried to go in, promulgate some rules for the radiologist assistant, which they came back and said, whoa, 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 wait a second. This one, we would like to do more like a traditional mid-level and you would have to go through and get licensure, which is why there is House Bill 434. Excellent.
2: It, it is exciting to see that. And that's because they feel like that right now what we have in Georgia is limiting the amount of RAs that will come to Georgia and work. Really, credentialing is a problem. And so it limits the amount of people that actually want to come to the state of Georgia. So they feel like that this is something that is going to benefit the state of Georgia by bringing more people in. That is the difference in these two bills, is that we have one that they feel like is going to bring more people into the state of Georgia to work and expand the workforce, and another which they're afraid is going to curtail or limit the amount of people which we are already struggling with in the state of Georgia with a workforce. That's why I think that this RE bill is moving forward and has so many positive comments from different representatives in the state of Georgia.
0: Reese was showing a picture on his phone because we've been stalking you all day. And I know that I told our listeners that you guys went to the Capitol. Explain how many people went and kind of what that process was like for you guys today.
2: We had uh, 60 people that were there with us today at the Capitol and we doubled more than doubled the people that have been there with us before. What I do is when I'm trying to find out, I send out a registration form. I have a great deal of people that I email. A lot of them are educators in the state of Georgia. And uh, I told them I want students to come with us this year. Last year we had students that went with us and it was a very positive reaction, the legislative people. You've got to remember that for some of these legislative people on their staff are pretty young. So there's a connection with being able to talk with other young people. So that was a connection that I saw last year when we were at the Capitol. And I thought that we were going to expand that this year. And that's exactly what we did. I sent out a letter. The registration form would have the name. Uh, It would have phone number, email. It would also have their address for home and work. At the bottom of it, it would have if they knew their Representative, either in the House or the Senate, in the district that they were in, that would allow us a little bit more easily find their person so that they could talk to them when we visited the cap. So that's the first thing is being able to put something that allows us to know where they're from in the state of Georgia, and it gives me an idea of how many people I had registration for probably forty-five people, but we had a total of sixty that showed up. We had three different phone calls during that time. I like for people to at least know what they need to wear. And also, I provide them with some of the things that we're going to hand out with talking points that they're going to use at the Capitol. So, what do they talk about with the RA? And you are not going to have a lot of time when you talk to your people. It's going to be probably just a couple of minutes, but it's helping ensure the safety of all receiving radiation-based imaging services create a means for all who are performing radiology services to be qualified to do so and enhance the quality of patient care with mandatory continuing education. And then it has where the promulgation of the rules would be and also it helps support of HB 434. And not only that, but it has a nice lapel pin for the state of Georgia, which is what we use for the GSRT. So this is something that they're not just going to throw in the garbage after you leave because it has a nice lapel pin we handed out over 100 of these today. That's how many representatives that we handed out these pins to. We also got recognized by the House. So while we were there, they did a recognition that we were there that day so that we could stand up and just to present ourselves. So those are a little bit of the exciting things that happened for us uh, and how also I prepared our group for the uh, meeting at the Capitol. You also have to tell people, you know, where to park. There's lots of different things. The entrances of where you come in at the Capitol and wear some good walking shoes because we're going to walk ourselves to death. Our lobbyist, she's usually a tiger on the floor because she knows everyone. And she runs back and forth to different areas between the house and the Senate. You get to meet a lot of different people. And also one of the things at the beginning of the, when we go to the Capitol, We meet in an office and we usually get about three people that are representatives that come in and talk to uh, the group, tell us a little bit about why they support us and how glad that they are for us to be there. I know that one of the representatives attended one of the graduations for one of the radiography schools in the state of Georgia. And another one is one of the co-signees of the uh, 434 bill. So you get to learn a lot. Plus, Representative Sharon Cooper... In the state of Georgia, and she's a nurse, but she has been always very supportive of of our efforts for licensure for all areas, for radiography, for for RAs, and she's been a big supporter of us in the state of Georgia. And it just shows you that, uh, you know, nurses can be behind us also, that we have to reach out and we have to form alliances or collaboration with everybody in the field. I just think that that's one of the most important things. Like your show says, collaboration, everything that we do in this field or what we do for licensure and advocacy is collaboration. It's building those bridges. And I'll tell you something else. A couple of days ago, one of my people that are here in Georgia, she texted me and said, James, my husband is running for a certain office. And he said that, they've already been contacting people because her husband knows a lot of the people that are there. So we're making those inroads and we're making those connections every year. And I think that's one of the most important things by going to the Capitol. I know that what we do by meeting and phone calls is important, but really getting to meet people one-on-one, you build connections that every year they'll say, I remember you. I think that that is one of the key reasons I think it's important to go to the Capitol, especially in states that don't have licensure.
1: That's huge. If you can set yourself apart, rather than just a name on an email chain or a over of the phone, if you could show face, meet one-on-one so they can actually put two and two together and be like, hey, this is who we're talking to. This is what we're talking about. They'll uh, form that bond and, and remember that moving forward when it comes time to vote on these issues. So. You had a good turnout, at least. That's a lot of faces to put with this. I have to say that,
2: you know, I know that it's important to go there and the representatives want to see you at Capitol Hill. But I tell everyone, call them up and call their offices because our representatives are part time in the state of Georgia. So they're actually living and working right here in our communities. Call them up and say, hey, do you mind if I take you out to Starbucks or let's go to Waffle House and can I get you a cup of coffee? And I just want to tell you a couple of things but also tell you that I appreciate you. It doesn't matter if they're Democrat or Republican, you're trying to win people over for advocacy and licensure. So let these people know what you represent and build bridges no matter what. I think that is a key to this all, is that you want to tell people, no matter if you're in the same party or not, thank you, would you kindly listen to what I have here? Because this is for our profession, what we're doing. So reaching again, being a collaboration with different parties, So try to go in with an open open mind to talk to the people, no matter what party it is or if you agree with them, because that's how we build bridges and that's how we accomplish things, I believe. So I think that that is something that everyone can learn from.
0: Well, it's the same as when you treat your patients, right? The one thing that I saw that you guys did that was extremely right, and Reese and I got fortunate enough to visit with my former lobbyist here in Texas, the card that you have it's really simple. It's really easy. And it's something that they can look at really quickly and say, I remember this conversation or this is where I need to find the information just by going to a website. Nowadays, everything's digital, right? So you don't have yeah. to give them a vanilla folder with all these documents. The other thing that's really nice about it is the pin. That's something that's got the state of Georgia on it. It's something they're probably going to put somewhere on their office. It was a very nice pin, And every time they're going to think of you. So When somebody comes in and they ask them something about radiology, the first thing they're going to think of is, hey, I remember that pen. Hey, that was James. Let me give him a call. Let me see what he thinks about this. So kudos to you for that, because you already got that advice somewhere, somewhere in the way. And uh, you took it and you ran with it, whether you came up with it on your own or not. But that's awesome.
2: And I agree 100 percent. It's not just me. I've got Karen Kinder, there's many people that work with us in the state of Georgia that come up with ideas that, you know, when you see something and you're thinking, that's the ticket, that's what we're going to roll with when we go to the Capitol. And that's sort of one of those ideas that I think really turned out. These are the same lapel pins that they hand out when the House of Delegates. So Texas, I know, has some great pins that they already have that you can use. And that's what we do is we order a whole bunch in bulk. We'll take those with us. I think that's something to think about when you do that.
1: Obviously, you just did this all today. We get the benefit of talking to you while it's still very, very fresh on your mind. How responsive were the people that you visited with? It passed the House
2: just a week and a half ago with only two nays. So it had a lot of support, 434. And in the Senate, again, like I told you, everybody just about that we talked to is very open about 434. I mean, it it really sounds pretty positive. Not one person that we talked to that said, nope, not going to support this. So I think that's very positive.
0: So for people that don't understand legislation, first you introduce it. It goes to a committee. That committee then decides, you know, let's put a hearing on it. It goes to kind of like a public hearing and then it makes it to the floor and it makes a vote. So it's already passed that in the House side. Now it's in the Senate side,
2: correct? That's correct, yes. It's right now, I believe, in the Rules Committee. Uh, It passed, uh, and I can't think of uh, one of the uh, committees that it just passed out of favorably, and it's in a Rules-type committee right now. So after it comes out of that, it'll be ready for a full vote. And then once it gets voted on, then it goes
0: to the governor if everybody votes for it, and then the governor puts the signature on it what was it that started inspiring you to put these capital days together? Like what was the one thing that you said, you know what, I'm just going to form a little committee and I'm just going to go for it and make this happen?
2: Well, again, what we do legislatively when we're fighting for licensure or we're doing advocacy work, a lot of it's in the shadows, just like our field. I gave a little speech when we first got to the Capitol this morning. We're the third largest organization and yet uh, we're the largest organization in a lot of it that most people don't understand or they don't know who we are. And letting the people in the state and in your in society know what's going on because that's how you get people involved is by actually showing them what you're doing. When you're on phone calls, they really don't know unless they come to our annual meeting and I do a rundown of what I did this year. Whereas what we're doing when you go to the state capitol, just like what you've seen in LinkedIn, is that people from across the state From all the schools, the people are hearing or seeing this firsthand and are taking this back now to other people. Just like I said, our efforts from one of the ladies that attended today with us, her husband is involved politically. It builds those things that we didn't know about beforehand that they wouldn't have had access to be a part of. So this is actually opening up what we're doing to the general community community. Of radiographers or technologists or imaging professionals in the state where they can actually get involved. And you never know it's gonna be one key person that might know somebody that knows somebody that, that you can actually know the key person that will make the change that happens to give us a licensure. So that's what I'm hoping is that it opens up the field for everybody to be involved, not just the legislative committee in the state of Georgia.
1: I've never done it at the state level. I know Marceline has, but I actually went to DC. And went to Capitol Hill and talked to a lot of different people and a lot of walking up there as well. But that was the other thing I wanted to talk about, too. And you had a great point is like whenever I came back and I had my own personal story telling to coworkers, colleagues, friends and family, they wanted to know more about it. Just me telling my story of what I experienced up there, how it went and what I did. It reached out and got through the grapevine from ever, all of my points of contact and friends of friends. And that's how you can hopefully get more of that snowball momentum, get some traction behind you as far as trying to achieve your goal as a group.
0: Well, and I think having the students too, you know, me and one of our nurses, we were talking and she's been doing a political research course. And so one of the things that she brought up is that from the very beginning, when you enter nursing school, it talks about how important advocacy is when you enter this profession from day one. And I'm like, we don't get that. I mean, at least we didn't whenever I went through a program. And I don't know if they're getting that now. But you involving the students and going to the Capitol and inviting them to go to the Capitol and to see that, hey, I can make a difference. Hey, my voice matters. And then not only that, demonstrating the structure behind it. And this is what you need to do you're paving an amazing pathway and then Jennifer Thompson who i love by the way is getting to take that to her state now and those of us on linkedin are getting to see what you're doing and bring that to our state now and hopefully our programs will kind of catch on that hey how do we implement this into our programs to get our students more involved from day 1 and to be able to climb that same political ladder and stature of the third largest medical professional,
2: you know? Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, now, we do have something, and we try to get students involved from different programs, but there's the ASRT, uh, Student uh, Leadership Development Program. So if you go to most states right now, they're starting to put those things up for this next year, trying to get the development uh, of different students. So advocacy is one of the things that they're sort of uh, uh, trained in uh, during this three-year program that you are able to take part of in the ESRT. So there are things out there, but I believe really on a state level, I think if you're able to do it with your students in the state, I think it's worth the time and effort because it's actually getting people involved. Early on, they actually get to see what you're working with in the state. They can tell that we're doing stuff for them, that we're not just meeting quarterly and we're getting some uh, CEUs But no, we're actively all the time trying to advance the imaging profession that they're getting involved. So to me, this is how more effectively that you can get your students involved by actually taking them somewhere and letting them go. And actually, you saw some of the pictures that we recorded. I tried to record several of the students that were there, you know, to tell them, why is advocacy important? Or what did you learn? That's what I wanted to really hear from them. What did they learn about going to the Capitol? And then Why is it important to join your local society? So those are some of the questions I really wanted to hear the students and you can see I've interviewed several. I mean, it was probably about 10 or 12. We want to put that together in sort of a collage and be able to send that out to people in the state to see this is why you should be active. This is what we're doing and this is what they learned. And it'll actually get people more excited. Hey, I want to go to uh, with James next year and we want to visit the Capitol for our next one uh, in February of next year.
0: And I would agree with you. The ASRT has had some amazing programs and still has amazing programs and getting very involved. And, you know, I know that the ASRT has always done well at that, especially politically, going into the states and putting in legislature and getting individuals recognized and pushing legislature through. Obviously, look how many states have been successful over the years. I think what happened is a lot of us saw the ASRT doing all the footwork and just kind of sat back and said, well, they got it. They're doing such a great job. And they are. And then when COVID hit and everybody's trying to rebound from that and trying to recollect themselves from that, you're having now to kind of rebrand and rebuild and restructure. And then I think a lot of us are still just sitting back like "Eh, the ASRT's got it. And they do, but you got to help them out some. That's where I'd really like to see some of our schools get more involved where they never were
2: before. And and there's only so many people that they can accept into these leadership development programs. And that's where it comes in for states to do stuff to get those students involved on a more active level, so they're able to see what we're actually doing on the ground. They're actually able to put their hands on something. Times that you learn better instead of classwork, actually getting into the field and doing something and. uh, I think that's why that this will stand out. And I think that this is going to show benefits in the future of what we're doing here
1: in the state of Georgia. Whenever you're meeting with your affiliates and they say, we are working for you. Can you explain to our listeners what that kind of work looks like on the backside of things, the things that we can't see?
2: Okay. The first thing is, it's the calls. We are on biweekly calls for our legislative team. In the state of Georgia, we meet with ASRT, ART. Uh, you know, there's REs on the phone call, S and M and I is on the phone call. We have different groups that are on these phone calls, than our lobbyists, and they're telling us where we are in the process. Really, a lot of that groundwork is done by the ASRT. So, and also being paid for the lobbyists, the ART actually pays for our lobbyists in the state of Georgia. Those are things that every other week we're going to be on a phone call. Then there's the other part of it is uh, groundwork. You're then going before committees a lot of times to testify. Why do we need a recognition or why do we need licensure? I always say that advocacy and licensure is a lot of downtime with a few short uh, weeks of madness, but really it's being available. It's being present. I think that Your time being available is one of the most important things. There are positions out there available. All you have to do is show up. And then I tell this to people all the time. You don't have to be the smartest person in the room, but you need to listen and be able to uh, ask people questions. So your own time being available, that's sort of what we do on the background. And then there's the activity why I wanted to get more involved There's just all this background stuff, putting together cards that you can hand out to where you can have a concise message that is not going to be three or four pages. It's just like when you had a person from human resources, you want something to be concise and not multiple pages. You want something to look at and get your message right away. So that's part of it is being able to put together a message and being able to deliver that message to your representatives effectively. That's what. We are doing for you on the state level, I believe. And it's probably very close to being the same for all states, I would think. That's how you build up a grassroots effort. Is a lot of footwork, a lot of phone calls, and a lot of time. That's one of the great things is I've got some people from the ASRT and the ART. They guide you in the right direction. You're not alone. And I hope if there's anything that this message delivers to people is you're not alone. There are so many people out there that are doing the same thing and you don't have to recreate the wheel. That's what we're doing on a state level.
0: You know, in Minnesota, I got to have a meeting with them. So they always invite me to their state meetings and I attend. They're getting ready to start all their political things up again and some of their licensure things and moving forward in the state as states, just like with what Jennifer showed is going in and helping each other out and taking items from that state that's working and implementing them in your state and really getting our states stronger as well, too. You know, it's going to make a big, big difference. And then, of course, I know that you worked with Dave Hardwick on this, who, as you know, because you listen to the podcast, Reese and I love us some Dave. So we always give a little bit of a Dave love on here. Um, And of course, all the SRPE board and all of our boards that are doing things. But you got the unique advantage. And I tell everybody, Dave Hardwick was really the grassroots to the RA 101 lectures. And for us, really getting inspired to go to state level and talk about the RAs in the state. You know, so I have to pay all respect to Dave Hardwick for doing that first in Georgia. So you already set an example there once and it worked. So. Did you know about the RA prior to getting to visit with Dave and prior to his lecture with you guys about a year ago?
2: You know, really, I didn't. Dave had been on our phone calls and stuff, but really, did I understand what RAs did in the state of Georgia? I guess a, a year, a year and a half, almost two years, maybe he came out and he gave the presentation to us. And that's when I sort of understood, you know what, this is very useful it also creates a pathway for, you know, your radiographer who wants to advance their career and they want to stay in the field of radiology. That really turned on a light for me for this presentation that he had. And in fact, I've listened to it twice. He gave it to the Georgia Society and then I listened to it also with the Atlanta Society and I enjoyed it both times. It was very interesting. that pathway and also freeing up time. Again, it is that sort of go between between the technologist and the radiologist. That's someone on the floor still that relate to and, and ask questions to. So I, I didn't work in a system where I knew anything about RAs. So that was the first time I really understood the importance of RAs and why I support it so heartily in the state of Georgia, right?
0: You know, I think the RA brings a lot of uniqueness to it and a lot of versatility to our departments that really until you either sit down and listen to us and explain the dynamics of it, it's kind of hard to grasp the whole concept very different than what you would probably think we do, you know. And so I hope that those conversations continue to happen. And I hope that educating radiologists, especially the new radiologists that are coming out in the field that have never met us, the RAs have worked extremely hard to demonstrate through and through the vigilance of remaining as we were designed. And so I hope that we can continue to demonstrate that. I'm not sure how we do that on a bigger scale, but We're working towards it. You know, we started out at a state level, Reese. Now we're doing national conferences this year. So, you know, we're getting there.
2: I know that for us on the state level, if you're getting involved just with the technologists and letting us know, it is so important. I hope that you guys are doing this with your own local or the Texas Society is uh, attending some of those conferences and, and letting the regular technologists or radiographers and CT techs, all the imaging professionals know it'll turn a light on for them the same way that it sort of turned a light on for me.
1: There's already been a number of RA lectures giving at the state level for technologists. And it has been time and time again, people coming back saying, I never knew this was an option. I never knew this was a pathway I could pursue. Being able to show technologists like there is more to learn. There is an, an additional rung on the ladder that you can progress towards. So I think you're absolutely right. Is meeting technologists at the state level, showing them this is who we are, this is what we do. And if you're interested, here's more information about it. That's a great way to get the team behind you, gain the support of the technologists as well.
0: I think also educating at that national level, you know, where Wesley and I are going to get the unique experience to be able to speak at the AVIR. That's huge. But also explaining about some of the billing and that. Those are things that we're still working on. And this is where we're looking to gain support, trying to hit it at a national level. And sometimes you get a no and I'm okay with a no. I'm better with the yes. Well, I think
2: that the billing that you're talking about with the marker, if it passes, it's another reason why it's important for the state of Georgia to have a bill, because again, it goes back to whatever the state laws say. So I think that this is another reason why it's so important to have this bill right now before something does happen with marker on a national level.
0: Couldn't agree more. And kudos to you for knowing that and paying <laughs> attention.
2: Listening to you guys. <laughs> pay attention. I just want to tell you guys, I'm so glad that I was able to speak with you guys today. And I do listen and I'm not afraid, like you said, of people saying no to me. And in fact, you learn, well, what can I do next time to make this better when I come back to you? And I think that's one of the things that people can be a better advocate is when you're just listening when you go out and you talk to people well what do you think about the bill what can i do to make this bill acceptable to you that's so important and i'm able to take that back and say hey they said that they would like our bill if we did this you know we can change something around and then come back with something better but being persistent because I'm going to be here on the state level and I'm going to be back next year and I'm going to be back the year after that. And until we get licensure, I'm going to be right here in Georgia.
0: So you know what you are? You're the negotiator. You know that, right? (laughs) If you ever watch Masterclass with a negotiator, that's exact advice that he gives you. Okay. You're not willing to give me this. Then what is it that you need from me for us to be able to move forward? You know, and that's really good advice because we do have a tendency of wanting people to
2: see it our way. You never get everything you want. You've got to realize what can I get away with today to make this happen?
0: And that's actually one of the top questions he asks. What would we have to do today to get you to say yes? Because that's going to give you your bottom line. And there's always a give and take. It's when you're unwilling to compromise, there's no resolution. And so you guys did that. So very proud of you. All right, Reese, you want to close us out?
1: Let's do it. We've had a great episode, I think. And I know James is tired uh, after having a day at the Capitol. That's the only thing I remember is walking and walking and walking and walking and walking my feet. I just wanted to kick back, put my feet up after a long day of walking. I appreciate you, James, for really in sitting down with us, taking the time to visit with us about this. And I, I know you, uh, you're a long time listener, first time caller, but we are sure glad to That's- have you. I'm so glad that I was able to talk with you today, both of you.
2: You know, you see people from a distance and uh, you're almost like celebrities to me. So uh, all this time listening to you, it's been uh, such a pleasure to be able to come and talk and, and carry this message out to all of those that might be our next advocates. I hope that people that hear this, they get motivated just like I was motivated. There's opportunities out there for advocacy. There's something that you can do. And uh, I hope that this is something that will inspire you to
1: get involved on your level, whether it be state or national. That's right. We definitely see you, Georgia. Like you said, you've had a lot of positivity, a lot of positive feedback today. Let's just keep that positivity going. Let's keep it rolling. So.
0: And I wish you guys luck on House Bill 434 and would love to see legislation there passed and the promulgated rules. Reese and I in Texas are rooting for you, and I'm sure all our listeners are as well, too. And hopefully once it passes, maybe we'll have you guys back on. Anybody who's not following James on LinkedIn will be sure to put his LinkedIn account there so you guys can see what they're doing in their state. A lot of great ideas coming out of there. Give your support, give a little bit of love, and then champion it in your state. And let's just take it across
1: wherever we can. Please feel free to go check us out on our website at www.collaborationra.com. You can drop us a like, share, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your state affiliates. We hope to catch you back on another episode. We'll see you all next week.
0: Thank you for joining us on this episode of Collaboration RA. Remember to find us on our website at www.collaborationra.com. There you'll find our social media accounts. Give us a like and give us a share. We look forward to your support and thank you for tuning in.